The following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in loving and detailed terms, and as such may not be appropriate for young children, those with orange skin and small hands, or your grandmother. Then again, I don't know your grandmother. She may be more kinky than even you realize. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to A Harry Prone Companion, a podcast of wholesome kink and perverted knitting. I'm Sir Arcane. And I'm Virtus69. And Lansing Mike uh, has some other things that he needs to attend to this week. So it is Veritas and myself. And we're going to be recapping, to, to the best of our memory, uh, the wild, amazing, incredible weekend that was Claw and... I want to go back. <laughs> I I want to go back. It, that was your yeah, first claw, right? That was my very yeah. first claw. You had taken me to IML yes. last year, and I yeah. thank you for that. Um, but yeah, given my budget, I had to make a decision. I could either do claw or do IML. And I said, when choosing between two evils, try the one you've never done before. So... I said, I'm going to do Claw this time. And I think you made the right decision. I, I, mean, I think I did too. I yeah. like IML, but I don't even, I, I'm going to be going down, but it's mainly going to be a shopping trip. I'm just going to go down for a day or two and come back because it's just, there's parties in the afternoon or in the mm-hmm. evenings and stuff like that. They're, I think, doing a little more education stuff, but for the most part, it's shopping and the parties at night. Yeah. And where Claw, I think, is a little better rounded. It's yes. not as big either. I mean, Claw is, it's growing. There, there were, last number I heard, and this was not from anybody officially associated with Claw, but just people paying attention to badge numbers, mm-hmm. that it was about 2,800 people at Claw. Which ain't bad. No, that's a nice size. I mean, yeah. when you go to IML and they're talking in the tens of thousands of people going through the turnstiles there, and a lot of those folks are just going to do their shopping. Yeah, they're just going to the out. vendor mart. Exactly. So it uh, it's a little more personable. It's it's a different crowd. In my experience in the different uh, events that I've attended mm-hmm. is that I find just about every event has its own flavor where there's... They don't equate. You no. know, I IML is, like I say, a big shopping trip. Mm-hmm. From what everybody tells me, I haven't even gone to it. They tell me, you know, don't bother with the contest. While it's wonderful and they, they the contestants, they focus more on uh, what they've done for the community. Right. Which is wonderful as opposed to a beauty contest. I believe a year or so ago, one of the winners was in a wheelchair. And yes, they, they have. I do recall that they have had winners in wheelchairs. Mm-hmm. They've had. Trans winners, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, which is it, all lovely, but yeah, you know, yeah, de- deaf it, winners, blind winners, yeah. and you know, they had one boy last year, one boy 
walk the runway in heels and oh that cost a stink <laughs> yeah well it, it's the old guard but that's kind of what's nice about claw is it is more old guard you'll find that i find the crowd is older there mm-hmm. more traditional leathermen are there if that's what you're looking for um the you'll find all ages there but i tend to find that it shifts up a little bit more that there are less you know, twinks and 20-year-olds and stuff like that. There are more people, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And as I said, a lot of old guard. You see a lot of folks who leather is still a very traditional thing to them over there. But it, it's got a flavor of its own. Yeah, and I, I like that flavor. Mm-hmm. I want to taste it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah, even though I had gotten the flu a week earlier, and had to burn off a lot of my PTO for that, which, oh, that made me grumpy. It hurt, yeah, between losing four days of PTO and $140 just for the um, Tamiflu. Mm-hmm. That put a real crimp in my budget. So, you know, the main part of Claw was, was already paid for. I had the room reserved. Mm-hmm. I paid for my badge... I don't know, back in January, I think. Mm-hmm. It's some somewhere in the podcast archives I t- I talked about buying my badge. And so, you know, I worked out I got there Thursday, um, but I had to leave right at checkout, which was eleven o'clock for the hotel I was in on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And no, next year I'm taking Thursday, Friday, and Monday off because I heard stories about what I missed on Sunday and I was like, <laughs> Yeah, Thursday I showed up. I got there right at 3 o'clock, mm-hmm. which is when registration opened. And my goodness, there was a long <laughs> line to get registered. Part of it was a little bit of confusion. Uh, because there were two lines going, mm-hmm. and the message was not propagating back cleanly which line was which. So Yeah, that's a pet peeve of mine with yeah. CLAW, is that they seem to think they can do everything with technology. Some of the, the people who run it have this idea that technology will solve anything where they just didn't place their volunteers properly, and some simple signs saying this station is for this... Right. would have helped immensely. So yeah, and, and, so, and signs further back, yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, I was able to get to the registration area, but mm-hmm. once the line split between those who needed volunteer vendor educator badge versus those who... Were um, pre-registered. Were, were pre-registered yep. and did not need volunteer... Mm-hmm. Didn't need to go through volunteer vendor or educator... Cre- uh, credentialing, and then those people who literally were showing up cold and were right, yeah, to... and, and then yeah, and then in the non-vendor, in the non-volunteer line, there was that other split between those who had prepaid and those who had yep. to pay. So yep. that was a little, mm. but got worked out in the end, mm-hmm. you know. And I figured, you know, it's that initial crush, and yep. which that, made me glad because I arrived yeah. on Thursday, but much later. I think we arrived like nine or something yeah. like that or a little bit later and actually yeah. i was kind of glad because there was still a line but there wasn't this crush by then where if i'd made the effort and got there right at three o'clock i would have been in the midst of everything too 
I was surprised what you said, though. I mean, I know people pre-register and that. I was just a little surprised that it was quite that heavy on Thursday night. Yeah, and pleasantly. So, uh, so got registered. I checked into my hotel. Mm-hmm. And while it was technically the host hotel, it was the Little Brother Hotel. Mm-hmm. And I had registered for uh, two doubles in the room. Mm-hmm. And when I got to the front desk... The nice uh, check-in asked, do you need two double beds? And I said, well, no, not really. They said, we can upgrade you to a king room for no additional charge. Sold. So not only was it a king room, it was a jacuzzi room, which was really nice. There was one weird thing, though. There There was an opening in the wall where the jacuzzi was that you could see into the rest of the room. Mm Mm-hmm. And so had two shower curtains. When I was hurting pretty bad on Friday, I was able to soak in a jacuzzi while enjoying Judy Garland movies. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I think it was her birth. It, they were showing all Judy Garland movies oh my gosh. that night on TCM. And so I got to watch the original A Star is Born. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I first flipped to it, I was like, oh... I get to watch a Barbara Streisand movie. Neat. Oh no, this is the <laughs> this is the Judy Garland version. Even better. Cool. So that's so stereotypic. Are you a friend of Dorothy? You know. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> you know her her funeral is considered one of the inciting factors of the Stonewall riots. So <laughs> another neat. Just throughout the entire claw, just seeing people in the flesh. That I knew from Facebook mm-hmm. or knew only online and being able to see them. And I remember it was about six o'clock in the evening. I was just hanging out in the lobby mm-hmm. and I saw a face I recognized and I was like, you're Thor, you're Mudcup. Oh my goodness. Hi, you know me as Arcane Nighthawk from Live Journal." And the penny dropped mm-hmm. f- for them, and big hugs all around, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's where the right sizing comes in. That's where I like Claw better because you're in a sea of people at, at something like mm-hmm. IML, where with Claw it's small enough to where you can really make those kind of connections, and you can hook up with people that you may never have met, but you can still make those connections. Yes, that's what's yes. cool. It, that that it was neat to be able to do that. Yeah, so got to meet them. Because uh, I've been talking online to them for years, following all sorts of life changes and drama. And I, was, I just want to give you guys a hug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they got my card. And so we've, we've got you know better contact data now that mm-hmm. LiveJournal isn't nearly as popular as it was. So looking forward to And I think I will have to double check. I think they may be at MIR. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm going to do my darndest to get to MIR this year as well. MIR is one of my favorites because latex being my main primary kink. I'm heavy into leather, but if I had to pick between the two, rubber's probably the best. And that one's small, but it's very rubber concentrated. So you're going to meet the people from the rubber community, which is much smaller. Mm-hmm. But that gets to be like a brotherhood, too. You, yeah. you walk in and their faces, you see some new people, but... 
you know at least three quarters of the people there you've met or at least know of and things like that. So that's yeah. that's a wonderful experience. That one is smaller than Claw. You know, much smaller, but it's, again, that one's even more intimate. So closer to 300 rather than 3,000? No, I've heard it's higher than that. But I know that when you get to, like, the, the contest nights, and the contest at MIR is hysterical. The idea is they make it fun. Oh, yes. You you showed me that one video where they were doing Lady Gaga. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a, a YouTube video out there that's just incredible, where the host of the contest, actually, they put him in the white outfit, but, of course, it was made of latex. Mm-hmm. And it was a parody of Bad Romance, which they the song was called I Shit My Pants. And... They had all the contestants out there in gas masks, and uh, it was like you do. Yeah, it was it was wonderful. It, we were we were in the front row there and just sucking air. It was it was too funny. Uh, so they do yeah. a lot to make that one fun. I will find a link to that YouTube video and I will tweet it out when this goes live. After register, after running into them, I kind of retired back to my room for a while and thought, why not let me fire up recon just just to see all who's here right and you know here in lansing my rule for for recon and stuff like that is 30 miles mm-hmm. that that is as far as i'm willing to travel for someone who is a possibly interesting time mm-hmm. right you know, I'm willing to drive down to Detroit for number six dungeon and mm-hmm. uh, Detroit Bondage Club because I know I'm going to have a good time right. there. But no, it's a known quantity. Yeah, about a, a half hour limit for unknown. So about 30 miles. Yeah. Here I'm looking at, you know, the numbers are in feet <laughs> rather than <laughs> miles. Yep. And I, I actually looked up on Google Maps. It, it's about a half a mile from the comfort in where I stayed to the holiday Inn, mm-hmm. and then the embassy suites was a bit farther. A bit further, yeah. So I knew if I saw somebody a half mile away, they were at the holiday Inn. So I mm-hmm. looked, I looked for people at the comfort Inn, and I just, you know, sent a, a cruise to those that I found interesting. One guy cruised me back and we chatted a bit. Then he knocked on my door <laughs> And then I knocked on his prostate. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that you know, the fisting date right off the bat at Claw, and yeah, one thing to add to my bag of things to take to Claw Seventeen uh, is going to be a small bottle of Dawn, <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, I. Uh, I, I left a nice tip for the maids, but I also left a ring of Crisco in the, the bathroom sink. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, def, we're, we're definitely taking Dawn next time. Nothing cuts the grease like Dawn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Looking at the schedule here, uh, I skipped vlogging the boss. I skipped the dick-off party. I did go up to the play space that they mm-hmm. had, which was split among... Four conference rooms. Yeah, I didn't and, make it in there. I was a little preoccupied, and I didn't yeah. get into that area of it. I wondered how that had been laid out. Yeah, I I went just on Thursday, mm-hmm. and there were a couple of interesting things, but the energy there just I wasn't quite feeling it. So I, you know, probably if I went back Friday or Saturday, there would have been different energy. But 
I give Claw credit because most of the other hotels or the other conferences will not set up a play space. MIR, they set up an agreement with uh, Flex over in, uh, I think it's Flex, over in Chicago, one of the one of the bathhouses in Chicago. No, the, because the Flex, Flex is the bathhouse in Cleveland. In Cleveland. The, the two bathhouses in Chicago are Steamworks and Man Country. And it's Steamworks Ste- that they yeah. work with. Yeah, Steam, but, Steamworks is a nice one. <laughs> but the, the point being is that they don't want to get into having anything happening like that on site. Mm-hmm. Claw is willing to do that, but no sex. Right. Well, they were able... They were able to get a little creative because of the way the last conference room was set up. Mm-hmm. The last conference room was also connected to a hotel room mm. that was rented by the dungeon master of the play space. And as such, it was not rented by Claw Incorporated. So it wasn't public. Yeah. So, it, so that is considered a private space. Mm-hmm. And... He said, "Go nuts! Just if you're if you're gonna do yellow, keep it in the tub." <laughs> <laughs> so that was nice that, that that opportunity was there. I did I did see a couple of interesting things. It, there was a flogging that happens there. frequently. That, that There's happens a lot frequently. of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but what it what was neat about this particular flogging was the flogger that he used. Normally, the strands on a flogger are quarter inch, half inch. Mm-hmm. These were two inches wide and stacked. Mm-hmm. So it ended up, you know, if you kept them together, it ended up being more like a paddle. Or you could, you know, with a bit of a twist of the wrist, they'd splay out and swing a lot of air mm-hmm. through there. Uh, and so that was, I saw that, it was really neat. And between the flogging and then in between the flogging, just very light touch and had the bottom laughing his head off. And you know, I I gave them a bravo when a, they finished. It's a great place to observe. It's a great place to learn. I uh, at at a past claw when I had gone in there, I came upon a flogging scene. There was a young man. He was naked. He was on a St Andrew's cross and was having an immense time. He was feeling it big. Mm-hmm. And I the uh, the sir who was doing the flogging, I knew from one of the a vendor booths. And I talked with him, and I said, "Well, that was uh, quite a pup you had there." And he goes, "Oh no, he was just a stray. He was feeling kind of bad and wanted to do some playing, but hadn't had the chance. So I gave him the opportunity, you know." <laughs> and so you'll see that it, yeah, it's a play yeah. space where those kind of connections can happen. So if you're a little more of a novice, you can at least watch. Yes. And if you have enough bravery, often you can ask, and there'll be somebody there who can oblige you. I I kind of. He he was the the top was sweating it and and he was played out but I was like now that I think about it I should have given him my card and I should have said yeah when you are fully recovered I'd love it if you do the same to me mm-hmm. or similar the other really neat thing I saw there was guy was trussed up and had a ball stretcher on and then hung from the ball stretcher was these buzzy balls. Mm -hmm. Look those up online. They're they're balls that have batteries in them and vibrate at kind of a low frequency. So it it was like his balls were constantly being tugged on. And I was like, okay, that's neat. I'm going to have to file that one away and uh, maybe pick up a buzzy ball. 
more too. You get up to anything interesting on Thursday or? No, we got there kind of late and we were both tired. I, I had a guest. Um, I have a new pup who I collared and named. He's Pup Jabari, which is uh, the Egyptian word for brave. And so he and I spent quite a bit of time together getting acquainted. And, you know, we've been together for a while now, but it was a little more formalized, let's put it that way. So I uh, took him as my guest and he had never been to any kind of a fetish event. And he was in overload most of the time. <laughs> well, I mean, he is also, I, I mean, his baseline is very excitable as it is. Mm-hmm. And He's got a lot of energy. There's no choice. Yeah. That. I mean, he, he, I mean, lucky strike when I worked on him, meditate on it. I mean, he is, you know, about a 10 year old dog. I mean, he is dog, mm-hmm. right? I and he doesn't really mosh. He just, he's a lap dog, even though he's big. Uh, <laughs> you know, he, he's the kind of dog that will insist on sitting on your lap and insist on being petted. But, you know, Jabari is puppy. and Definitely. And yeah. lots of energy. And Lo- lots of energy, lots of squirrel. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about it later yeah. the, at the pup mosh, but... Yeah, he, we finally tired him out at the pup mosh. He was wringing wet when he came off the the play floor and still ready for more. So, <laughs> <laughs> which moves us into Friday when the classes began. I went to several classes. Then, uh, looking at my schedule, which is the only way I'm able to remember <laughs> all of this, the first class I went to was Electra One Hundred One. Okay. And I had had some unpleasant experience with Electro in the past. Mm -hmm. And it was me working with equipment that I wasn't really familiar with and basically going solo. And I I hadn't been able to find that setting between nothing and ouch. Mm -hmm. So I, I wanted to learn the basics and... He, yeah, he went over, you know, the safety of it. You know, you keep it below the waist. Yes. You know, you don't, even though, you know, some of the higher grade boxes can be plugged in. He said, I never play with them plugged in. I, I don't want that possible. I don't want that possibility to be there. I always run them off of the batteries. Well, the, the one. I use plug-ins, you know, but. Yeah. The, the one really expensive one has basically a small car battery. It, it's got a 12 volt lead acid battery mm-hmm. in it. And he says, I'll plug that in to charge it. Sure. But sure. when I, when I, when I'm actively playing, I am purely running off the battery just in case. Mm-hmm. So, and he you know, described the safety of it, described, talked about suggested points to do it, what not to do. And like, Take out any piercings before you work, and then arcing is not good. No, no, arc, <laughs> arc burns. <laughs> yes. Oh, those are unpleasant. But at the end of it, I was able to try out a just a tens seven thousand unit, mm-hmm. and with a little assistance from him with the the placement and the initial settings uh, on the tens unit. It 
felt really good and I got a, a really nice heart and I'm like that's worth 30 bucks to Amazon with my Amazon Prime free two-day shipping plus with my my back pain I might be able to use it for that too so that was great um, I gave him my card I hope he listens to the show I hope he contacts me that hope he's willing to do an interview about Electro so that we can talk mm-hmm. more about it and more in depth. Hey, first class was great. A number one. Yeah, Electro is one of my things. I mean, I do more of that and I've given quite a few people their first experience in Electro, including people like Neptune and mm-hmm. who, after I got done with him the first time, promptly went out and bought his own, his own radio and enjoyed <laughs> it so much. Um, but there's... It's, it's something you have to do carefully and start slow. Mm-hmm. But some of the people I know out there... Uh, is a friend of mine, he, dear man, but do not let him touch you if you're not a, a heavy-duty player. He brings really interesting toys that he brings over from uh, Europe. He had a bit gag that was electrified. Once he started that, oh my. your jaws do your not jaw move. literally spasm shut. And it was, yeah, a friend of mine is a real pain pig, and he said, I won't do that again. You know, so he's got, he takes his play much further to the extreme where, personally, I think there's, it's more fun to ride that edge between pain and pleasure. Yes, yes. And go that way. But each each person's different, what they're looking for as far as an experience goes. But those classes are a great way to go to get started. And and the electric play guy said that what I'm doing and what I'm teaching here is pleasure from electricity Mm -hmm. rather than punishment from it and punishment's easy i mean you can yeah crank it up no big deal but it's learning the subtleties of how to handle the electricity in conjunction with the person you're playing with that's the difference one other safety tip that that pinged off in my head um is and i want to share it with the audience he said to be very careful with electro and bondage Mm -hmm. because if you electrify a muscle that cannot move yes you can tear muscles, tear ligaments, break bones. Yes, yes. So uh, be aware of that. Be careful with that. I find that the experience of Electro stands on its own, that you don't really need the bondage to go with it. It's an intense enough experience in and of itself. Yeah. If you have somebody who's a hardcore player that knows his own body and knows what he can tolerate, then yeah, fine, tie him up, no big deal. But that I find is usually not... Not what I need. I will put somebody, you know, on their hands and knees and put, put, the, put, the, put the electrodes on in, in various interesting combinations and then see what I can do to get noises out of them. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Speaking of noises, when it was warm, before we had the snowstorm in May here in this Lansing. This morning, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we like to sleep with our window open to try and get some air. (laughs) And somebody else in this apartment complex likes to sleep with her windows open. And at about 3 o'clock in the morning, she has immodest orgasms. Mm -hmm. They wake me up, but never enough to be able to go out on the uh, balcony to try and pinpoint it better. Oh, or to yell, hey, we can hear you. You woke my ass up. You mind? 
My response to that would be, yes, encore, encore. You know, <laughs> if that won't get him to close the window quick. <laughs> yeah, some, something like that. All right, then after the Electro, moving on to another extreme. Well, some people consider it extreme. Some people, it's what we do. A class on erotic sounding. Mm-hmm. And that was taught by a board-certified urologist. Oh, so, awesome. Yeah, so he... Let's see here. Do I have a presented by Doctor Mike, and th- this is public knowledge. So right, yeah, it's from the yearbook. Yeah, it's, it's, right it's from, it's the, from the yearbook and the mm-hmm. website. Um, and yeah, board certified urologist, and you know, talked about all all the different ways that sounds can be played with, and you know, I I also asked the question, where do you recommend getting them? And his response was Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> said that you can get a set of sounds made in Pakistan mm-hmm. for less than 50 bucks. And you can on mm-hmm. Amazon. And, yeah, trying so many toys I want to get, so little money. Oh, it's... Uh, maybe Santa will bring them to me. Who <laughs> knows? Or Santa will bring me, you know, the sounds, the tense unit, and a metal butt plug. Yeah. yeah that That's fun. Um yeah, and he was able to, you know, he showed off, you know, did a demo of them. Showed off mm-hmm. um, a rosebud sound, which is, there's there's a large, large, in quotes, ball on mm-hmm. the end of it, and then just a really thin wire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the bottom said, it feels just amazing riding, just moving that back and forth across the prostate mm-hmm. that it... Um, and then, yeah, got one sound in him. Did wasn't quite able to get it all the way into the bladder, but got it was touching up against that sphincter. So, yeah, the full the full urethra was stimulated on him. And then I um, asked, and he gladly he, he was offering. I had a Foley cap uh, put in me. Mm-hmm. Um, not as pleasurable as sounds. And yeah, having that there, and maybe it needed to go in a little bit further before you inflated the balloon, but mm-hmm. I was kind of constantly spasming when that was in, so that mm-hmm. that wasn't as pleasurable. I think I will just stick with with metal uh, rather than the, the catheters, mm-hmm. and yeah, just enjoy those. Yes. I've, I've had them done before, and they're fun. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's a really interesting feeling. Mm-hmm. Feeling your feeling th- getting stretched out there and mm-hmm. yeah, be, and having it right across the prostate, but that's the best part. I take it he he uh, went through the uh, the hygiene of it. I mean, pro- yes, sounds have to be very very clean. I know. Yeah. Uh, Mark down at uh, Dungeon Number Six is he was into that line of work and has always been very very adamant yes. about making sure that. Sounding is something they have to be clean or you can get infection very easily from something like yeah. that. I mean, Mark at number six has an autoclave, mm-hmm. um, which for most people is a bit of overkill. But also yeah. Mark at number six um, will not sell you sounds unless he believes you're able to keep them clean. Mm-hmm. And his rec- his recommended way of doing it is half an hour in a pressure cooker mm-hmm. um, at highest, you know, br- you know just like you're cooking a roast in a pressure cooker, mm-hmm. you bring it up to the high temperature and pressure and um, 
but you know that you do that right before you play mm-hmm. you let them cool off of course well, of course right but yeah that they don't because you don't have the sleeves that you can do with an autoclave right they won't stay sterile mm. when when you do them in a pressure cooker but that that's that you can get them sterile it's just difficult keeping them mm-hmm. sterile so mm-hmm. uh so uh, that positive experience there i like that mm-hmm. um ran into a couple of members from dbc yes, uh, yes. michigan was pretty well Mi- yeah michigan was really well represented there we, um, we made sure lansing was pretty well represented we had uh, a number from our from yes. our area here it was nice so yes uh okay uh then i took lunch i took a look at the vendor mart all sorts of interesting things at the vendor mart uh leather squeaky squirrels for, yes for the pups squirrels. to play with which i i told her you know next time have the tail be faux fur mm-hmm. <laughs> i think that'd be even better one of the things mm-hmm. that amazed me that was there in abundance the vendor mart is good size that claw it doesn't yes. it doesn't meet iml standards by any stretch well, iml is huge nothing does but what amazed me is that there were four different vendors selling kilts and they were doing an incredible business they oh could yeah not keep the stuff on the shelves oh yeah kilt kilts are big in kink right now and yeah. Jabari, Jabari bought two he had yeah, two and, and, I, and I've heard, and I heard, and I was kicking myself that they had really good prices on them too. That the it, ones Jabari bought, one was I think seventy, and the other was ninety nine. So yeah, I, and for a good, you know, for a quality a, quilt, yeah. yeah. If you I, want a leather one, that's yeah, different. yeah. You're going to pay if you want two fifty to three. Yeah, if you want leather, latex, or neoprene, you're going to pay more. But if you're happy with cotton wool blend, mm-hmm. then yeah, you can get them for about the same price as a good pair of pants. Yes. Yes. So, um, and then, oh, I, now I'm blanking on the name that there, there's this one harness store there that does like full body leather harnesses that will, you know, not just the, the chest across, but will also go down the arms and legs mm-hmm. and, um, or, you know, just, just one arm and it, uh, like hot rods. Oh, there, it, you you get out the yearbook. It, they're in there somewhere, but and they had one of their guys walking around in the harness and a jock strap, and I mean it was a big old muscle bear. And then he had business cards uh, stuck in him, and you know said, "Go ahead and take a business card," and I did, and <laughs> now I don't recall where that business card ended up. <laughs> which is unfortunate. We may find it as you look through there. Um, I'll move on. I went to Ass Play Fetish Speed Dating. Yes, they do a lot of speed dating stuff there. Yeah, I'm... I don't think I'll be doing the speed dating again. I was kind of kind of disappointed at the results. It's speed dating. I mean, yeah. it's a way. It's a way to make yeah. connections and things like that. That yeah, you know. I I handed out I handed out several cards, um, but the the two people that I, I really clicked with two people. One of them was the guy I had my hand in the day before, <laughs> and the other one 
Um, I've had my hand in him at Detroit Bondage Club. There you go. So, yeah, and I didn't didn't hit off too strongly with anybody else. Mm-hmm. So, it, eh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Some I, people do better with yeah. that than others. It's always it's always variable. Yeah, so I I think next year I'll skip the speed dating, take more classes, and just use recon. <laughs> yeah, we uh, Jubari wanted to go to one class, so we went to the ball busting class. That's kind of he's this wonderful, sweet little pup until it goes. I like to bust your balls now, so we went to that. He's it was, just that nuts was about nuts. Yes, exactly, and uh, so we went to that. That was it was reasonably interesting. The uh, guy doing the class was. Uh, was pretty knowledgeable. He was somebody who could be a top and a bottom in it. And his thing was, well, you know, if you're going to give it out, you got to be able to take it too. And mm-hmm. that was kind of his philosophy with it. And uh, he talked about the different toys. And he was also one of the uh, talking about, you know, this is meant to be fun. This is not meant to be punishment. Yes. That, you know, you have to work with your person. You have to watch, observe, and start slowly and work your way up. But he was very big into talking about the different things that one could use as toys that you don't have to break the bank on. You know, that a simple wooden spoon can be oh, a yeah. wonderful spoon, toy for spatula, that. Yes. Metal spoon for a slightly different feeling. Yes. Yeah, he had a spoon. Yeah. He had many things like that. So he tried to bring the practical side to that. So it uh, it, was, it was an interesting course. So... It, the, I, I really recommend the classes there. If I haven't been to as many in the last couple of years as I did when I started going to CLAW, but there's one, a Circacorian who's there. He gave a fisting seminar years mm-hmm. ago where he would have two of his boys, one in a sling, the other loosening him up, while he did a full PowerPoint presentation from everything from the anatomy on down, mm-hmm. the history, the anatomy, the whole nine yards. And by the time he finished that, the boys would then be in a position to do a demo. The bottom would be loosened up. And so then he goes, okay, guys. And everybody is gathering around this young couple to mm-hmm. do a fisting demo. So he it was there this year, and I don't remember what classes he was giving, but he was giving something different this time. The fisting class was... Taught being, by somebody else. Was being taught by somebody else, exactly. Uh, fisting class... Presented by Jim Drew, according to the website. Mm-hmm. So, at five forty-five on Friday was supposed to be the Mister Friendly party. Okay, and that was supposed to be in the main lobby of the Embassy Suites. Okay, and that was disappointing. And Dave, the original Mister Friendly, mm-hmm. was. Stop. Because here's what happened. Same time, same place was the Parade of Colors. Oh, yes. And that just completely blew the Mr. Friendly Party out of the water. Yes. I've had that happen. Yeah. A couple years ago, the rubber reception was put up against the first time they ever did a bear pool party. There were like five people in the rubber reception. Everybody else was at the pool. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, and, you know, I had gotten dragged away because, you know, even though Lansing Pups and Handlers was not participating in the Parade of Colors, Mm -hmm. Detroit Bondage Club was. And the guys who were carrying the Detroit Bondage Club banner saw me and wrote me in to help 
help them carry it. Nice. So that that was nice being able to be a part of that, except, oh dear, they had a bagpiper. <laughs> and one of his pipes was slightly out of tune. <laughs> and it there, hurt. There, There is a thing that's in tune? <laughs> well, some notes... There were a couple of sour notes in there, and I am really, really sensitive to that. Mm -hmm. And it caused me physical pain every time he hit those notes. Mm -hmm. Plus, you know, know, bagpipes are also designed to be, you know, heard over large pieces of landscape. Mm -hmm. Not in an enclosed area. Not in an enclosed area. And there seems to only be three songs that are played on the pipes, you know, including Amazing Grace and Danny Boy. And it's, oh. Yes, I, I was in my room. I stayed at the Embassy Suites, and uh, we kind of paused the activities that we were doing, and it was kind of going, what's that? <laughs> That's a bagpipe. That's a bagpipe. <laughs> uh, then after that was the Rubber Lovers Social. Yes. I stopped in there momentarily. And that was well attended this time. I was afraid that we were going to have another situation like last time, but it was nice to see there were a lot of the Chicago rubbermen were there. Mm -hmm. It was a a good turnout. Um, Mr. International Rubber from 2016. Oh, and his outfit. Oh, that that purple pearlescent. Oh, that was gorgeous. Yeah, it was in a pearl sheen purple uh, surf suit. And with his with his official sash and all that, it was. Uh, I got a chance to speak with him. Usually, it's a little hard to get to those folks, but he <laughs> he came over actually to talk to me because he liked what I was wearing. Yeah, so. you you were in your yellows then. Yeah, right? I was wearing a yellow latex biker outfit that I have, and that always seems to get attention. The, the whole evening, I went that way to the pool party, which is coming up. Yeah, which and, was right after that. Which yeah. was right after that, and uh, yeah, I, I drew a fair amount of attention. So yeah, after the Rubber Lover session was the puppy pool party, and that went oh, well. My word, that that was crazy. That was nuts. That was an awesome event. They did a real nice job of oh, that, man. But okay, to be able to picture it effectively, I mean, it was, I'd say, what about a hundred, at least, at yeah. least a hundred puppies in the pool playing and splashing around. You had a DJ there, and the pool house is basically a concrete bunker. Yes. And the DJ had the bright idea to play Who Let the Dogs Out. Yeah. So, imagine you're in a concrete echoing bunker with the bass turned up on the song, and all of the puppies singing along to the hoo, hoo, hoo. Yep. Oh, my word. Uh, nice pool, though. Big pool. Yep. Yeah. Um, Big, deep, and I stayed as long as my back allowed me to. Mm-hmm. There weren't really changing areas. There wasn't a, no. a clothes check. Fortunately, you were being handler mm-hmm. uh, that day, so I was able to store my stuff with you. Yeah, I had quite a few people who were kind of white out left his stuff with me and... Uh, uh, couple other people did too because yeah. i was kind of sitting i'm not a, i don't swim myself so i i just kind of was there with in my yellow outfit kind of watching what was going on and, <laughs> so. a, 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 admiring the eye candy always that's always lovely to watch 
Yeah, I tried to dry off a couple of times in the, quote, dry sauna, <laughs> but, I mean, there was so much moisture in the air yeah. that, I, and plus there were all, it seemed like every five or ten minutes, either a claw or a hotel staff was sticking their head in the sauna, which tells me last year people were doing naughty things in there. <laughs> and for me... It's just too hot in there to be able to do anything horrible and naughty. Um, I think that one was all about good nature and wholesome fun. There were a lot of toys that yes. were in the pool. There were, you know, balls and squeaky toys. And yeah. um, somebody had brought a whole bunch of uh, inflatable rings that were were like in uh, rainbow colors. There's a red mm-hmm. one and an orange one. Yep. And uh, a, a bunch of... Um, Squeaky rubber sticks that yep. the puppies just loved. Yeah, it uh, it was it was well done. I uh, I the DJ I think overdid the music toward the end a little bit as it started to thin out. It was like it got to be a little bit too much, but overall it was just a wonderful event. I saw a lot of people there that I knew and made some new friends, and uh, it was it was well done. It that's been a, a, a gripe I know at IML because mm-hmm. IML will go into a large hotel and the hotel promptly will close the pool because as you said the staff was peeking into places yes in there they don't want to even deal with it they close it and lock it off uh. it uh, that's been one big gripe about IML is that they'll shut things down that ordinarily would be very popular where at least here they're making provision for it they're saying we're going to monitor it that kind of thing because I believe the next night I didn't go to that was a bear pool party. Yes, I I skipped that as well. Again, my sciatica was screaming at me. So by by that by the end of that day, I was like, I, I just want to curl up. <laughs> uh, so after that, I went back to the room, took a really hot soak. Uh, in the jacuzzi. I didn't turn the jets on because I was enjoying Judy too much. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I just soaked. And then at about 11 o'clock Friday night, um, Neptune and Bear Cub Mm -hmm. showed up at my room with money. (laughs) Instant roommates. Instant roommates. Just just add water. Um, And so... So, yeah, I had roommates for the last two nights, which was nice. That helped my budget out I bet. quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Really helped out. And so they wanted to hit one of the bars. Ah. Yeah. I I was I was in pain, but I was like, you know what? I will suffer for you guys. So we went to the Kinky Muscle Boy party at uh, the Mean Bull Bar. At Mean Bull. Okay. And... Mean Bull's neat. I like that. That's a, that's a neat bar. There's some really neat gay bars yeah. in, uh, in Cleveland. I, I couldn't really tell. A, I was in pain the entire time. B, sardines have more elbow room yes. than we did at that bar. Yes. And if you thought the bass was loud at the pup pool party, yeah. Yeah. there's nothing compared to the Mean Bull <laughs> I didn't hear the music. I felt the music. Oh, sure. And I didn't recognize any of it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm there. I'm grumpy. I'm in pain. I'm crowded out. You know, there are these muscle boys dancing that I, you know, they're all right. They're, 
<laughs> they didn't really have any moves. They just wiggled. Mm-hmm. And I just felt really, really old. <laughs> that was... That's that's one thing as an aside. They There are... This year they had less. There In years past, there have been like four different gay bars that they've had in the rotation. And one thing I want to give a shout out to the claw people because... Some things they really need to improve on, but one thing that they have down very well is the transportation. They manage to engage buses to get around with. Yeah. And uh, the only problem is, is as time has gone on, they keep changing venues and they keep coming further and further out of town, making well, that a except, longer trip. Except for next year. Next year, they're going to be at one single hotel for a change. We've been and downtown. And downtown, which is, they used to be at a Hilton Garden, which was Kitty Corner across the street from Progressive Field, where the Cleveland Indians play baseball. Mm-hmm. And that was a great venue, but it was much smaller, and the ownership changed all of a sudden, and then they weren't quite as interested in having our group as clientele. So that's when they started looking for other hotels, and that's when they ended up having two, three different hotels that were housing people and it all right. got kind of split up. So next year is probably going to be very nice in that it will be in one locale again. Yes. If, and, um, if you want to attend Claw 17, yep. they are taking registrations and the Westin in, Westin in, in yep. downtown Cleveland yep. is taking reservations. Yep. Some people have already signed up for, for Claw yep. 17 and reserved their room. I would, but I don't have enough space on my credit card for it for the, for it to, you know, when they check to see, does, is he able to afford it? Well, right now, no, but I will. <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping I'll be able to, to save up enough to be able to get a, a room, get my reservation in, in November. Cause what I'll probably do is I'll probably try and double stack the reservation, check the authorization limit on the card for both MIR and for Claw 17. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably do it that way. But, uh, so, yeah, that... Uh, so, I I was one whipped puppy at, at the end of that day. And, yeah, uh, Neptune and Bear Cub, they stayed out all hours at, at about... Because the bars in Ohio stay open until 4, I believe. Well, they had just arrived, too. I mean, they hadn't yeah. been through anything else. No, that they, no. That, they were there and ready to play at that point. So right. So you had been quite busy and yes, active. Yes, I, I, I had been busy and active all day. So I, we stayed for a couple hours, uh, and then I finally said, I'm, I got to go. And because you guys came with me, you're going to. <laughs> I, I hate to be a shit, but I, I've, I've put on a brave face long enough. I went back to the hotel room. There had two two keys. They're like, "Hey, can we get the other key?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." Here, you guys just be quiet when you get in. Roll, roll. Uh, yeah. And I passed out. Uh, Saturday, more classes. Rubber cube and rubber vac rack play, um, which they talked for maybe five minutes, and they said, "All right." The doors are closed. We can get naked. It, this is just demos. Yep. And I was the second one in the vac rack. Mm-hmm. And I panicked out. 
almost instantly. I prefer the cubes better yeah. than, the, than the racks. The racks are older. They've been around longer. The cubes are more expensive, but I think the variability of what you can do and the fact that the person's head is sticking outside of the vac yes. experience. One, in a vac rack, I don't know if you experience it, most people complain that their eardrums give them fits when there's somebody sucking on them. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it was incredibly loud, and there wasn't a... I was breathing through a snorkel tube, right. effectively, and... I didn't know anybody there, so that started running in my sure. head that somebody might block it. And I'm, I tend not to do good when my nose is blocked off. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I panicked out. But to their credit, as soon as they saw that massive twitch, mm -hmm. they had me right out of there. Yep. So good on them. So, and there were more guys who wanted to try the vac cube than there was time. The, yep. the vac, the cube was much more popular than the rack. Yep. So I did not get a chance, but I think, again, with the head being free, I don't think I'd have a problem with it. And it was interesting to see, you know, the different ways uh, the cube adhered to people and, you mm -hmm. know, where, you know, for several people, the way they put themselves, they made their, their nipples completely inaccessible because it was right at the scene. Right. Uh, but a few guys, after having seen that, adjusted their shoulders a bit. So, yeah, they were able to get at those. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, and, you know, put them, you know, put them in, you know, a present position, you know, hands and knees, suck the air out, rolled it over two sides. So yep. now you're effectively on your back, stuck a large pillow under the head for a bit more support. Yep. And you're suspended and you're at anybody's mercy at that point. Yes, and had a lot of fun. Well, the, one of the fun things I saw in a demo, Rage Rubber had come to IMR or MIR uh, one year and they had put a guy they knew into it and he's grinning away and they're teasing him and all that. And then one of the assistants comes up with a bucket of ice. Yes, they did that poured too. it right into the guy's crotch and he's yeah. going, oh my God. Because rubber has no R value. Yes, rubber does not insulate. No, it doesn't. And uh, that woke him up real quick. <laughs> yes. Uh, they, they didn't pour a bucket of ice, but they did have ice water provided by the hotel. And yep. they, they just poured a few ice cubes and some water. And oh, my word. Yeah, you, <laughs> the, the twitching that went on from that. Uh, next one was effective male chastity. Mm -hmm. Um. And that was interesting and educational. The presenters were uh, who did that said that they had been locked and holding each other's keys for over 10 years. Mm -hmm. And the presenter said, before I did this, I was beating off five times a day. Now I'm lucky if I orgasm five times a year. Mm -hmm. they, they were into long-term yeah. chastity. And uh, there was a show-and-tell session where other guys who were locked up, and there were other guys locked up oh, sure. there, um, you know, talked about their experience. You know, a lot for a lot of them, it was you know, the the masturbation thing. Some of it was uh, power exchange yes. thing. And you know, one guy said, "You know, I've had myself locked up for two weeks, starting claw before claw, and I'm gonna be letting myself out tonight." And I'm going to have a wild time. Mm -hmm. 
so yeah, they talked about the construction of it, which ones to get, you know, to avoid the Chinese stuff. That that's fun to try, but it's not really made well. And that the first two weeks are the worst. <laughs> that once you make it through two weeks, your body has adjusted a bit. And and they said, you know, when you start getting an erection, when you start feeling it, go with it, enjoy it, in you know. Because you know that when you finally get out, it's going to be that much better. One of my pups was uh, big into chastity and still is. And I held his key for a number of years until he moved out west. But he was into it so deeply, he bought a Carrera chastity belt, which they're well over $1,000. And when you have a Carrera on, you effectively have no genitalia anymore. It's gone. It it's you are locked up and there is nothing that is going to get to it except if you if somebody hands you that key and the keys aren't easy to get hold of because they're german made and the germans make their keys completely opposite to the way the u.s do so it's very hard to find blanks here in the country to even get copies made we ended up finding a place that did so that we could get some copies but uh yeah chastity is uh it's a pretty unique thing it's not for everybody, but there, there's, there's that select group who just find that an amazing feeling mm-hmm. to be locked away. I, I don't know that I would want to try it, that I'd want to do it for an extended period, but I could see it as kind of being an extended edging scene. Mm-hmm. Do it for, you know, lock me up on Sunday and then the next Saturday we play and explode yeah that that i could see myself doing but i enjoy it too much and and (laughs) i i'm just once a day not five times a day so i've got it reasonably under control (laughs) it's as i've said it's a fetish it's Mm -hmm. hard to explain why it may turn somebody on so you just go with it my pup is was into that deeply and still is i think he still wears it on the job where he works now and uh, uh, it, he loves to be to be tied up. It's just now I just I still have a copy of the key, but I don't hold it anymore for him. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure what he's doing for. I uh, I'm sure he's figured something. I'm out. sure he has too. So, but uh, uh, so after that, I went back to the vendor mart because then I actually had money to spend. Yes, I uh, got myself a couple of bottles of poppers. And mm-hmm. I did get myself a Crochet Empire jock yes, strap. Yes, they were there. I spoke to them a little bit myself. And night, really nice guy. It's the um, and I saw an, at the Vac Rack Vacuum one of the guys was wearing one of them in mm-hmm. leather, and he said, "Yeah, it looks really good, but the leather doesn't have a lot of give to it." Yeah. Um, so it it is a showpiece, but the one I got that is. Either cut it, it's very soft sock yarn, mm-hmm. and it's comfortable. And yeah, last time at Detroit Bondage Club, I was wearing it mm-hmm. throughout the entire time I was there, and state you know no chafing, no pinching, and I highly recommend them. Um, they're I, he makes a good product. Mm-hmm. So thecrochetempire.com. get. Get yourself a crocheted jock strap in all sorts of patterns, and uh, so there were a lot of good vendors there. Uh, Northbound Leather from Toronto came to Claw for the very first time, 
And uh, one of my favorites is them, but one of my other favorites, Rubio Leather, decided not to come this year. So it was kind of a changing of the guard there. But uh, uh, one of my splurges was something that I had wanted for a while and had been putting it off. But I actually bought a complete leather teddy bear. It is... It, it it is the cutest thing. <laughs> it it is going to be part of this podcast image, and it it looks like a teddy bear in a full leather gimp suit. Yes, is, is what it looks like because there's no eyes, no mouth. Yep. Uh, it it's cute. It, oh, that that's a a grand thing. They were made in, uh, I guess, made in Russia. Somebody that they knew there, they had a supplier who they've since lost touch with. So they don't. Ha- they have two left. Period. I bought number three, and so they have two of them left. That that's it. So uh, they weren't exactly cheap, but it's very well constructed and it, it's good quality. A lot of that they've used in it. So that was my kind of fun purchase for this. I'm I'm kind of holding out for IML. That's when I'm probably going to do some major damage to my credit card. Is when I go there. <laughs> what, uh, I'm I'm just thinking maybe we should figure out a way to put like uh, get a, a a red Super Bowl. And have like a, a red ball gag. There you go. Yeah, that'd be cute. Uh, had had went to the vendor mart, bought some stuff, uh, had lunch, got a surprise neck and shoulder massage from one of the members of Detroit Bondage Club. He just nice. came up and started rubbing my neck, and I was like, I was like, oh, that feels good. And then I recognized the voice, and chatted pleasantly with another guy at the table, and we ended up retiring back to my hotel room for another fist for a fisting session <laughs> yay uh which meant i missed the hypnosis class mm-hmm. darn uh and after that uh was the brown hanky social which i know most people aren't into brown um it's one of the things i'm curious about uh no play um but they were selling brown handkerchiefs which i could not find anywhere in the vendor mart they had all sorts of colors but yes, but not a lot brown of were selling yeah. hankies. so i was able to get a brown handkerchief for 5 bucks um and they had a display of notable people in the scat community um mm-hmm. one about martin of holland who drew um, scat porn um, mm-hmm. and for a, a lot of people into brown in the scat community he is the equivalent of Mark of um, Tom of Finland, Tom of Finland yeah. so um, some really amazing filthy horrible stuff um, found somebody there that I knew from the Lansing area who will remain nameless um Unfortunately, we don't click, which, uh, and then what, what kind of ended up happening is that it kind of broke up into two groups, a New York group and a DC group. Okay. So, um, but Hey, they raised a hundred bucks for claw and got to have some pleasant conversation with people. And that's one of the other things I don't know that we touched on very much is that, Claw is very much a charity organization. Yes. They hold events nationwide that are dubbed as a Claw event. Claw in April being its culmination of their year of, of fundraising. And they support a lot of AIDS charities, things like that. They are, they've been very active in the community and continue to be so. 
So it's uh, they do raise a lot of money and do a lot of fundraising events at not only the Cleveland one, but all over the country. Sometimes they'll, they'll be in Detroit. I think they hold one or two in Detroit every year. So, yeah. Uh, and the rest of Saturday, skip the Bears and Balls pool party, but did go to the Puppy Mosh. Yes, oh, I was there as well. goodness, so many puppies. Yes, that was well attended. That, that very well attended. That was really well attended. Uh, a couple of photographers. Um, I got to meet uh, Papa Wolf Roth, who mm-hmm. runs the International Puppy Competition out of St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Saw just some amazing get-ups. Um, mm-hmm. And tried moshing, but yeah, again... With your back, that was probably yeah. Tough. With, with my back, it's tough, and yeah, Lucky's not much of a mosher, but I gave it the college try. Pup Jubari had never been to a mosh before, and he dove into it with all the gusto. He uh, has a uh, neoprene pup hood now, mm-hmm. and we literally wrung that thing out. It was dripping. He was just he had literally just sweated gallons and finally we tired him out at least a little as yeah. one active little pup and i'm sure that the hotel had the ac on for that ballroom full blast but with that many rambunctious yes. puppies oh my goodness and there was in theory an active pit and mm-hmm. a quiet pit but that broke down rather quickly yes. so which was unfortunate Yes, um, but the play was very active. Oh, it yeah. was, they were having a lot of fun. Um, was pretty well organized. They had a little confusion with the room to start with, which ballroom they were going to be in. But uh, but overall, it was very well done. The people who organized it did a great job, and I think fun was had by yeah. all. I, I heard there was a bit of a log- logistical glitch with the water, but they got that mm-hmm. taken care of, because uh, puppies need to stay hydrated. Yes, that's important. And... Then I left the mosh before you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I stayed till the end. And yeah, because again, my back was killing me. Mm-hmm. And I found out that they were down to one hotel shuttle because the other one had gotten sideswiped. Yes, you sent me a text yeah. on that. Yeah. So that, so I am standing there in the cold, in the rain, in pain, and looking at the hill. Going up, I'm like, I may be crazy, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> I it, it was fine walking down yes. the hill, and I did that a couple of times, but there was no way in my in my boots in that much pain. No. Cold and in the rain. Cold and up. in the rain, booted up. Uh-uh. Yeah, no, not happening. Um, and then, yeah, Sunday, I just basically had breakfast and became drill sergeant nasty to make sure that we were fully out of the room in time for checkout. And then I drove back and I actually ran into a a couple of people from Claw at one of the uh, oasises on the Ohio Turnpike. Yeah, so did we, oddly enough, uh, from DBC. Oh, cool. Uh, I'll have to ask you names what, what, <laughs> once we finish recording. I, I think I know who, who you're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't get a chance to play with, with those guys, even though we said we should do this, we should do... You know, there are so many people that I wanted to 
play with, but I never got the chance. It's just so busy there. And yes. Oh, but yeah, busy and exhausting, uh, but in a good way. It was a good call. They did a nice job there. There were a few little glitches and bumps along the way, but Claw is... That, uh, that, that happens when you've got that many people in, in one place. I think of, of the events, I mean, my first love is always MIR, but I really think Claw is probably the, one of the better rounded events mm -hmm. that you could go to. You know, if you were saying, okay, I want to try one out, Claw I think would be a very good one for people to try. If they're looking to, you know, test the waters a little bit, Claw is a good choice. Claw is a very good choice. And speaking of being completely drained, uh, <laughs> last night was the Great Lakes Leather Alliance yes. um, contest at Menjo's, and they awarded uh, Great Lakes Pup, Great Lakes Boy, and Great Lakes Sir. Mm -hmm. I participated. I helped uh, Pup Bayard uh, in the performance portion of it because it you need to have a pup and a handlers, and he asked me to be his handler, and I said, yes, I would be happy to. He did not win. A pup Dodger won, and Boy Mikey and Sir Mitch mm -hmm. were the winners, and we congratulate them uh, from a Harry Prone Companion podcast. Wish you good times and have, have hopefully a low-stress title year. I, I know that title years can be really stressful, being called off to lots of events. Uh, a lot of money was raised. Um, for the charities that they support. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I closed down the bar and I don't like closing down the bar. Yeah, I had to leave early. Oh my word. I, our our friend Gullum was one of the judges yes. on the pup side on the on the uh the pup committee. Uh which were my one of one of the other judges came as Cruella. Yes. Was was in Thigh-high red boots with spiked heels, dyed his beard half white, half black, yes. and was wearing a fur coat and had a long cigarette holder, although probably wasn't actually a cigarette holder, but it looked, looked the part. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Bayard, in his pup self, is a Dalmatian. Mm -hmm. And he flipped <laughs> <laughs> when he saw that. And I'm like, you're one sick, sadistic son of a bitch. And he said, thank you. <laughs> yeah, he, he was, he played the role of Judge Nasty mm -hmm. and, as Cruella. And I, it, it was a great look. I will say the turnout yeah. from Lansing was impressive. We saw a lot of familiar faces yeah. there. And uh, it was good to see people come out. Oh, yeah. And trying to, you know, handed out my business card at, I think I actually ended up running out of them. That that, that business, I I've got a small metal business card holder that is great because then the, then that way they go, don't get bent in my vest, but it doesn't hold a lot of them. Mm -hmm. So uh, I I can run out during the night if I'm not careful. So I got have to make sure that I fully load up uh, before going out. Oh my word! So um, not much on the the crafting. Front, I did see knitters at Claw, and mm -hmm. I gave them my card, and hopefully uh, they are listening. I just made a few more rows on my Doctor Who scarf. Got to keep pushing forward on that. To eventually, I will get done. Well, eventually, I'll run out of yarn, and I'll stop. Is I, I don't think I'm... I'm not going to do all eight feet. 
Well, you've got the summer now before you'll need it again, although we did have a snowstorm this morning. <laughs> the middle of may and 2016 it's like oh my god and climate change isn't real right so yeah fun times and i think that brings yeah. us up to the present and caught up that brings us up to the present and caught up uh lansing mike will be back next week and we will be discussing uh number six dungeon uh what happens there we'll get back to regular we'll find some kink to talk about and more talk about crafting next time but we have gone way over on our time send your questions comments show ideas dirty pictures or project photos to harryprone at gmail.com tweet at us at harryprone.comp rate and review us on itunes our theme music is Hotspot by Ox, used under the Creative Commons Attributions License. We are your hosts, Sir Arcane. And Veritas69. Wishing you peace, love, and perversion. Good night. Good night. <laughs>